0: Both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor. Good afternoon and welcome to the Internet Advisor, a supersized version. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, the producer and co-host of the program. We've got lots going on this afternoon. We're going to be talking about the upcoming, oh, all sorts of upcoming events in the month of October. Everything from uh, a huge North American international cyber convention that's going to be going on. We're talking about TEDx Detroit coming up and lots of other great things coming up in the merry month of October. All that coming up on this two and a half hour version of the Internet Advisor. The image of herding cats comes to mind as I think of trying to deal with all the people we have at our studio today. We have a wonderful program lined up here, and I hope that you'll stick around for it. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, the co-host and uh, the producer of the program here, the Internet Advisor. Uh, you we, might have wondered who we are and what we're doing here, and on a regular basis, we're here on WJR to talk about things are online. Gary Baker, my co-host for many of the years.
2: And we don't have to interrupt our conversation from offline. We just carry it on, right. on the air with us. So uh, it's, it's great to be here. It's a two-and-a-half-hour show today yeah and uh so we got a little extra time just before the pregame
0: shows that's right and we'll be time for lots more questions a little later on in the program but right now we've got just a lot of great people in the studio let me uh quickly introduce ed's back i'm glad you're here ed i don't think i missed last week i wasn't supposed to be here this that's week right. that's right i was going to go to uh that's grand rapids art
3: prize but we're going to postpone that till tomorrow it'll be our fifth year going in a row and uh wow. I-, I get bored as hell but my family <laughs> loves it um but and i support my family
2: that's I love it. Yeah, and that's every great. week we welcome you back, whether you've been here the week
4: before right. or not.
5: So. And with Cal, we have to. We're never
0: quite sure when he's going to be here.
5: Well, that's because I slip away every now and then on some ice. But uh, it's great to be here, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And uh, more importantly, we've got an extra half hour today. And so yeah, I'm nice. going to say right now, call early when we say start calling in. Go and get yourself a nice little cocktail, sit down in your (laughs) chair, find that computer problem or that device that you've been, like, Fighting Frustrating with, the yeah. heck out of yeah. And call us
3: And we have our Mac expert So Cal is our Mac expert yeah, That's right That is just overloaded With all these PC questions I know there's more problems With PCs But if you have a Mac question We have an expert
0: We have an expert in or house Or an today. Apple iPhone Appreciate We have a couple it. other Experts in house today And one is uh, Brigadier General Michael Stone Who is the Assistant Adjutant General For Installations in the Michigan Army National Guard Here to talk about A big conference Coming up
6: We have our North American Cyber Summit Coming up here In Detroit at Cobo Hall and uh, the seventeenth of the month, right. uh, we're two weeks out, two weeks, a couple days, uh, but we're looking forward to that, and I'm, I'm sure, sure we're going to get into it. In no, a little we more detail, will. But we will
0: get into much more detail on that.
2: Let and I just... think the first, um, the the first cyber summit, we called it kind of the Michigan Cyber yes. Summit or something, and then we said, wait a minute, if. The North American International Auto Show could be at Cobo Hall. We could have the North American International Cyber Summit,
6: right? Absolutely. Actually, that was Governor Rick Snyder's idea, and he kind of took us back uh, and kind of raised the bar a little bit on all of us working on that uh, project and uh – it will be international this year. Absolutely. Well, and
2: there have been people that came from Israel and other places where they do mm-hmm. an awful lot of cybersecurity. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and,
6: and and you know, the Michigan National Guard's partnered with the country of Latvia. Mm-hmm. So oh, we've dialed yeah. in Latvia before. This year we'll have Latvia and Estonia uh, playing in the Michigan Cyber Range uh, during the event. I didn't check the list, but I think our Israeli friends are back. And uh, oh, wow. we're working on some uh, British and Canadian friends right now, too. So, so how, many,
5: how many countries do you think in total that you're going to have this year?
6: I I think conservatively we'll have a half a dozen. Oh, cool. Cool. So
7: the auto show has
5: concept cars. Do you
7: have concept viruses for us
4: to
6: install on our <laughs> we phones? Or yeah, I, concept ones, de- There's real <laughs> world ones, right? I, yeah, I'll defer to Dr. Joe Adams at Merit for that, because he's usually uh, that guy dreaming up that stuff to play in the cyber range, so you can launch some of that malware and do that fun stuff. So.
0: That excellent question, by the way, came from Charlie Wahlberg, who's going to be in here to talk about some of the other excellent things happening. One of them happening this week is TEDx. Hello, hello. Did how Hi, you no, know, Charlie? Thanks for being yeah. with us. Welcome God. back.
7: So excited Lots
0: of stuff going on. He is kind of like the premier person to talk about good things happening in detroit promoting detroit Uh, you have curved detroit advertising one of the many outreaches that you have but we'll talk about tedx in particular that's got coming up hey guys before we we step into the individual expertise of each of our guests here um one of the things i saw this week that just absolutely blew my mind was elon musk and he was in mexico city he was at uh, an aerospace conference there uh talking about um Well, just stuff that's kind of blowing my... Just kind of out of this world, right? Just Literally out of this world. But the Mars excursion, and I couldn't think, Ed, you're a big Battlestar Galactica fan. He used the image of the Mars exploration being not one vessel, but a fleet of vessels. And, you know...
3: Yes, so that when you said that a fleet of vessels traveling from uh, uh, geosynchronous orbit, either around the moon and then heading to Mars, as a group, I guess it makes sense. You would have your medical supplies or building construction material in one, fuel in the, mm. another, personnel possibly in another. You know, spread the possible damages it's around, kind of like
2: a, a, a space age wagon
0: train, eh?
3: I, ooh, I like that. Yeah, You're seeing
0: these people as, as space explorers, not you know, as colonizers, not as people who were kind of going and then coming back, but they were going and they were going to stay. It's kind of a long way. Yeah. Maybe uh, well, we do what Cortez did where he burned the ships. Yeah, Yeah, but you know,
5: because it's a private venture and it's not government, for some reason or other, I see these ships going through space with advertising on the side, of, like
4: buses, You know,
5: <laughs> you well, wonder what it's going to take and, to get there. And I don't really think it's going to be one
3: way. The more you think about it, and the more you talk to experts about this type of issue, they'll be creating their own hydrogen fuel and other fuels right. on the surface of Mars, right. and then we could do like they did in the movie uh, with um, Matt Damon and and you know, they'll launch another vehicle, land it, and by the time they land, the fuel will have already been made.
2: I I really just want them to fix the congestion, traffic congestion on 94. (laughs) You know, if they could do that for me, that would be wonderful. Let's start. Well, if he's successful, there won't
3: be many people around. Who's going to invest in that when we have
0: um, uh, driverless cars in the near future that's supposed to take care Uh, of that, right? right? But it's just kind of fascinating to have somebody speaking out what has been fiction up to this point as if it's still well, fiction. It is yeah. fiction, obviously, but I mean to kind of. Talk... But so
2: so was Tesla when he first started talking
0: about that. Absolutely, yeah, how mm-hmm. much of what we experience now was unthinkable before yeah. we got into it. But that's uh, Elon Musk, and it was this last week in Mexico City. Lots of stuff happening, and and certainly in this month of October, lots coming up in the, our city of Detroit, and we're going to be continuing to talk about that in just a moment. We're going to dive into our cyber summit. <music> By the way, I'd like to uh, thank some of the folks behind the glass who make the program work, and that is uh, Mike Parsons. Thank you, our program director and also engineer, and uh, back in the saddle with us, Logan Standifer, who is our producer. Thanks, Logan, for being there with us as well. Well, we're talking about some of the exciting things that are coming up in all sorts of different areas. Uh, in the month of October is incredibly busy. Matter of fact, this <laughs> next week, October the 6th, I think there's about four or five things that are going on. Charlie, we could talk a little bit more about that when we get to talk about TEDx. But right now, we're going to focus on something a little further down the month, but a huge international event, and that is the North American International Cyber Summit. And with us right now to talk about that... Is uh, General Mike Stone. Mike, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here again.
2: No. So, and, and, um, This happens every year, and this is the month for cybersecurity, right, October? It's Cybersecurity
6: Awareness Month, and we usually try to peg it around that month for obvious reasons. And, uh, you know, we've moved it around a little bit because in the past we've had uh, some some senior officials from DHS come in, and, you know, we were trying to move the dates around to accommodate folks. But Mm -hmm. this year it's on October 17th at Cobo Hall. And... uh, we're excited. And it's actually relatively inexpensive. It's, uh, what, $74,
2: I think? To You could go to Michigan.gov.
6: Michigan.gov backslash cybersecurity. And yeah. I apologize, I don't have the dollar figure right in front of me, but it, it's right there on the yeah. web. Again, Michigan.gov backslash cybersecurity. And uh, I do believe it is around $75 and includes yeah. your lunch and all that good stuff. And, um, Full, full day of Boy, cyber activity. activity. Well, it so, it sounds like right. they're looking at the breakout groups that you have. what What's the
0: theme this year?
6: Well, you know, the theme that we're... we're, we're one is you're going to hear from Governor Rick Snyder, and I'm confident he's going to start talking about Planet M and mobility. You know, mobility, we, we heard it earlier, and cyber are crashing together in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a theme coming from him. But another theme that you're going to get, is, you know, we're bringing in the chief uh, of the National Guard Bureau. He's um, General Lingell, four-star general, Air Force, uh, is on the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's going to come in and talk, and then we have a follow-up group. We're bringing in the adjutant general from New Hampshire, who is the chair for the general officer steering committees for cyber across the nation. But really, you've got that state police, state CIO, National Guard response. You know, the deliberate cyber attack how do we respond? How does local, fed, state work together? Um, that's another big thing that you have here. Uh, we have a panel of state CIOs, uh, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, you know, mm-hmm. will be well represented in that panel. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're bringing in AT&T. has got uh, Terry Hecht coming in, director of, chief, uh, director of strategy uh, and security. Um, so I think you're going to hear a lot of the government. But the other big theme is youth. Um, oh, for, okay. we, we have uh, a high school competition going on. So that is new. That's something we've always wanted to lean into. And you look at the state cybersecurity strategy, and you know, it has to start K through 12. But That's we've right. seen a big growth this last year with the cyber, high school cyber patriot teams popping up across the state. Uh, we doubled the number in the state. Um, so we've decided that um, we're going to use the Michigan Cyber Range. I'm going to have a high school competition. And so, you know, in the future, what we're going to see is this exponential growth bringing the youth in. And we're debating for future years whether or not it becomes its own event that's just at the same time, because we think the potential and the demand that we're getting there out on the street um, from high school programs is, is exploding. Matter- we should yeah. mention you brought your own high school <laughs> member yeah. here. Your daughter Gosh, Libby is with you. Daughter Hi, daughter Libby. Libby, <laughs> with, with <me>
0: <laughs> Libby, you're just quickly Libby, move up to, to the microphone there. Yeah, you're uh, um, a junior, I understand. Yep. At uh, Tell us the school.
1: Well, my high school is called Grand Blank High School, mm-hmm. and my homecoming is coming up.
0: Oh, I Whoa. tell you, that's big events. Yeah. Very, next, very big it events. It
1: all starts next week. <laughs> all, right.
0: <laughs> all
4: right.
0: I love it. Maybe, matter of fact, Libby has a question for you, Cal, but we're going to get her to ask that a little later on in the program. But right now, let me go back to you, uh, General. And uh, and one of the things I want to ask is, how well are we playing together? Uh, and and that may sound facetious, but oh, no. one of the problems in the past has been there have been all these different levels of um, of defense, and the the problem has been: Are we speaking the same language? Are we communicating with one another? Are we really
6: playing well together? Well, in cybersecurity, Michigan is unequivocally a national leader in working mm-hmm. together at the local, state, and federal level. Governor Rick Snyder um, is co-chair of the National Governors Association for Cybersecurity. Uh, we published the state, uh, the nation's first state cybersecurity response strategy. Uh, we have 23 states that have sought our advice on how to structure state government and cyber response. And I mean, that all goes back to Rick, Rick Schneider's background and That's right. s- yeah, and of, of Gateway and seeing this problem in the future. Uh, we are working regularly um, with U.S. Cyber Command, NSA. Uh, it, we we have enjoyed a great ecosystem in Michigan, but other states. Other states have a long ways to go, and um, we do have Michigan State Police works great with the FBI, all the way up to the end kick, the National Cybersecurity uh, Intelligence uh, Center in Washington D.C. Um, but as a nation, we got a long ways to go. We we really do, and 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 it really it all disasters and all incidents start local and end local Mm -hmm. and the Guard understands that and the National Guard has got a unique role that we've got a state role and a federal role and we can go into both worlds we can have those top secret clearances and understand what's going on with Cyber Command and then we go back to the local level with state police and local authority so I'm I'm very confident um, Michigan is, and you'll hear that from other people from other countries and states at the summit about what a leader Michigan is in this. However, as a nation, um, this is a long fight. Yeah. And bringing industry into it and bringing the sectors into it and the critical infrastructure protection, um, looking at Planet M and mobility, um, you know, the, the big three are working and focused on this yep, as everybody well. Is. Um, yep. But it, it's it's huge. It, the and exponential getting it all, growth and
0: Getting solar. it all to work well together, I bet it's a well, huge and challenge.
2: That's, and that's really what the, the Cyber Summit, you're going to learn a lot if you come, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's also a kind of a celebration of how well all of the different units, the different um, players within the cybersecurity um, fabric are all working together. Now, you know, that's public and everybody can come to that. There's actually a tabletop exercise the following week that's invitation only. I know that uh, that. The, the people aren't invited but it's just another way that all of these groups are all working together
6: all of the time trying to just stay ahead of the bad guys right absolutely so yeah so we work with different sectors um At the state level and the tabletop level, we were one of the first states, I think the first state to do a state tabletop tabletop cyber exercise and been doing them every year, and we're inviting sectors in. We actually bring partners that I cannot name on the air with (laughs) us to U.S. Cyber Command Mm -hmm. annually for exercises. Only a handful of states get invited in, and we bring um, some of our partners in government and from industry with us to Cyber Command Mm. at at a secret level to work on national-level exercises, and we're invited michigan is invited to sit down in role play for the governors and states Mm -hmm. uh at cyber command on a regular basis as representing the entire country yeah
2: and as a public we don't need to know everything that's going on in fact we don't want you to say that. on
6: right?
2: <laughs> we just want to, you know, we just need to feel comfortable. We want to and we sleep are, well at night. That, that you are doing all of this, and that's wonderful.
5: Cal, did you have a question? Well, not necessarily a question, but it's a good idea when he brought up the fact about the price for the summit, which is $74 just like the general said, but if you happen to be a student, the price Ooh. is only $49. And teachers out there, this would be a great field trip for kids that's who are right. aspiring into the IT type fields, uh, maybe a, a, a Nice, benevolent company out there might be able to, you know, do some uh, scholarships for this one-time summit. So check around, see what's available out there. Mm. But it'll be a great field trip on October 17th.
2: And, and I think that it's not just high school students, right? Or is it just high school students? I wonder if they would give the uh, college students. I was
5: gonna, I'm was i thinking of LTU, Lawrence Tech, and well, some of the places Well, like and I'm well thinking... the notation says discount is $49 for students. So if you've got right. student ID... I guess you're good to go. So
2: I'm thinking yes. of a of a gentleman that's standing right behind <laughs> me that uh, is uh, in engineering at MSU in computer science with a cybersecurity emphasis. Justin, are you going to maybe attend this?
4: I'll probably will. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you better. <laughs>
4: Way, That's to Justin Baker, way to go. to son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although, in this case, it's a little nepotism. We'll, we'll be happy to take that. By the way, uh, uh, we've been talking with General Mike Stone. He is uh, going to be part of the North American International Cyber Summit. It's going to take place on October the 17th at Kobol. And it is going to be fantastic, something to watch very carefully. We're going to have more information that will be available through our website as well. And and Libby Stone is going to stick around with us. You're going to stick around to ask a question later on. All right. You know, as I put this program together, Gary, I was thinking that it's kind of like running by a smorgasbord and nailing a couple of those hot dogs and uh, some (laughs) shrimp and then keeping on moving because we got so much to talk about here. We were just talking with uh, General Mike Stone about the uh, North American International Cyber Summit that's coming. And by the way, if you'd like to find out more information about that, we will post... Links with much more information on our homepage, the internetadvisor.net, that you can follow up on a show notes. But you can go immediately to Michigan.gov G-O-V and then backslash Cyber Summit and you can find out more information immediately about that. As I said, some many, many things are going on in the state of Michigan. And one of the big things coming up, I'm just so excited about it's being here in our fair city of Detroit. Um, is TEDx. Now, you may wonder, what in the world is TEDx? Well, I brought somebody in, I think, who has got his finger on the pulse of all sorts of things going on in our state of Michigan, and that is Charlie Wolberg. And Charlie, you are just uh a Somebody who is so involved in promoting the city of Detroit, I won't hang any one uh, label on you, but I know that you are just in love with the city and, and love to promote what's going on here. So I'm going to let you take the floor and tell us what TEDx is that's coming to the Fox Theater. So it's, this is our eighth annual event,
7: yeah. uh, and
2: you've been involved from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, in 2009, yeah. the yeah.
7: first one was at LTU, yeah. and we we packed a bunch of I friends remember. into a little classroom. <laughs> and oh my lord, really? That yeah. was all. Yeah. <laughs> It was a new thing. No one knew what it was at the time. So So what does TED stand for? Because a lot of people know
2: about TEDx, but they always get the E
7: wrong, right? People say, oh, the FedEx conference? (laughs) No, we're not shipping anything. (laughs) Uh, TED used to be an acronym. It used to stand for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. Three fields that drive innovation across all sectors of the economy. Now we look and we're talking about education and medicine and arts, and it's Really, all different fields are in, in TED. TED has come to symbolize innovation anywhere in the economy. And it, it used to be one event
2: that happened out in Silicon Valley, and mm-hmm. then they started, uh, probably not franchises, probably License, not the right is word, like but a, like, licensed licensing? it out yeah. to uh, to other local um, venues I, and basically and we was have so one. so
7: exclusive you couldn't get in, you know, right. TED started in 84 and it was very expensive and very exclusive just yeah. a few hundred people. Somebody had to die in order to get I mean, in, right? Right,
2: right. Yeah? Literally. Literally. <laughs> and the
7: X program you know, TED's slogan is ideas we're spreading. Yeah. And the, the X program is their biggest idea we're spreading. Why don't we take these ideas and put them everywhere? When did so that, that 15, process 000, begin? 15,000 TEDx's are around the world yeah. yeah. now.
0: 15,000? Wow. Every
7: city, every college, yeah, it started well, in two
0: thousand nine, two thousand, just in two thousand nine, yes. and it spread. That qu- I can believe it. Matter of fact, was funny. I mentioned that we were talking about TEDx to my granddaughter, uh, who's in her twenties, and she was saying, "Ted, oh, I know about TED." So many of us know about Ted because of I listen to them religiously right. when I get a chance as yeah. part of podcasts.
4: Right, yeah, right. many of us right. do, right? right. Yeah.
0: That's how I found out about it too. I love watching those Ted talks. Those little <laughs> 6 minute
7: to 18 minute, you know, if you had if you had the world's attention for a few minutes, what Whoa. would you want to share?
0: Oh, and that is true. It, you, you're not sitting through a long, boring uh, lecture
5: in any way. These, they're so electrifying. None of these are boring.
2: I can't imagine. <laughs> the word the
0: boring off. just doesn't
5: fit when you think of TED. Well, where, is, so, where does the biggest TEDx take place at? Uh, in Detroit, here. <laughs> the no. best one, certainly. <laughs> that was <laughs> nice. Uh, smooth. One.
2: <laughs> we're one of
7: the oldest and we're one of the largest. I think there is a college in Brazil that's about the same size as us. But wow. Your average TEDx event is 100 people. Uh, gathered in a room to share ideas, they watch some videos, they have them some discussion. Yeah. We we do a full blown right. idea sharing conference here. It's kind of well, when, they, it's, when
0: they hand the cameras out into the audience. It's not that big normally, and we're gonna. Be, this is gonna be at the Fox. Oh yeah, the Fox Theater is gorgeous. I mean, and the Fox Theater is part of the draw too. You get
7: oh, down yeah. in the history. So we, we'll have talks on stage at the Fox and then on breaks we go over for TEDx Labs where you get hands on with VR gear and all this new tech oh, and that's wow. at Comerica Park.
2: Well so. one thing that oh. I that always fascinated me every time I, I go, which is it's like the original Ted. And and that is you never know what you're getting, but it's always good. And it's so varied. You know, you might have an artist that talks about something that appeals to all of us. And you might have a poet. And you might have somebody from the design industry in the auto industry. You know, it, it, can you give us an idea
7: of what's going to be on this one? How do you pick <laughs> who speaks? <laughs> oh, God. It, it, that That's the hardest part of doing the conference. I, I the thing I love about TED is the the mishmash though. Yeah, you go to oh, absolutely. You know, when we're in our jobs, we go to our business conferences. We read our business trades. Mm-hmm. We go to the same websites, and creativity is about cross pollination. If we are always looking at the same sources, how do we grow? So TED forces us to cross pollinate our ideas by bringing in people from different fields. So. Uh, we go out. We'll invite half of the speakers. We'll we'll find newsmakers that we're hearing on Internet Advisor and and other places, and say, "Wow, that's an innovator we need to have on stage." Share their story, and then we do an application process. Mm-hmm. Oh. This year, we had three hundred people apply for for one of the slots. And how many slots? Uh, like about 20, oh, twenty-two. 22. That many. Okay. Uh, and our final cut when we got down to, oh, these people are people we'd love to put on stage, was 53. <laughs> and so it's, 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 you know, it's Sophie's crazy. choice. Like, how do you tell someone their ideas and goods? Because these ideas are all – could we could do a three-day conference and have amazing speakers where everyone would just be gobsmacked. But you have to fit this
3: all if, into right. uh, three sessions. Oh,
0: that's incredible. Three sessions.
3: Well, I was going to say, you know, years ago when the TED app first released on your phone, I used to pick and choose, just like you said, things that related to my areas of expertise and and, and to expand my knowledge. I got sick of doing that. And when I went on these long trips, I just let it stream. I know. One after another because they are all good. Yeah, and you don't know when when someone goes to the the polar caps and does exploration and you know they're going to say something that's going to trigger something in your field easily
0: yeah i was listening to one about crispr uh, the uh, the um the soft, well, the software that's used to do some of the um, uh, management or, pardon me, manipulation of the DNA. and Just incredible things. Yes. About what can be done and, and projecting into the future. Then It just hurts my head sometimes after I finish them. What are going to be some of the... Can you give us some of the ideas uh, or the focuses? And again, it's all over the board. We have a new
7: technology called histonics that is breaking up cancerous tumors with <gasps> ultrasound. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, something we always were looking with is now fighting cancer without surgery. It's mm-hmm. it's absolutely amazing. Well, 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 we well. have. Uh a woman who's building up her community by building safe spaces for kids. So, you know, we're breaking things down, we're building things up. We have uh, a new medical analytic device that doesn't allow you to lie to yourself anymore about <laughs> what's happening inside your body. And then we have a magician who's a deception expert coming in teaching us the power of deceiving. So, you <laughs> know, we will... we will, love it. So isn't it's that incredible. like polar opposites? Yes, and absolutely. that's the idea, right? It should go from right brain to left brain. We call it a brain spa. You know, we want you to leave with new ideas in your head and a spring in your step and that fire in your belly rekindled.
0: Yeah. I love yes. it. So, What impact does this have? has this had on Detroit, Charlie? Charlie Walburn, by the way, is our guest, too.
7: I, you know, as, as
0: you're going on with this. I, uh,
7: TEDx you, is not really making well, the though. impact. <laughs> We're shining a light on the people who are. Yeah. You know, the, uh, so often the news covers things going wrong. Our yeah. job is to cover it. Look, there are so many great creators in mm-hmm. Detroit. Let's shine a light on them and talk about the things they're doing.
5: What type of demographic is sitting out in your audience?
7: It, it's, <laughs> it's all over the board. our youngest speaker, is seven years old, our oldest is seventy. We have retirees, <laughs> we have students, we have professionals. I'd say the bulk is probably that you know twenty-five to forty-five group that are professionals in the tech community and ad community. Uh, so, you know, a lot of creatives and a lot of geeks come out, but uh, we'll have a ton of educators. We'll have 600 high school students attending on scholarship this year. Uh, we'll have CEOs on stage and in the audience. We have just about we, – we actually were looking through the database. There's a representative from all 50 of the top uh, companies in Michigan that will be there. Yeah, it's amazing.
2: It's amazing that, um, that not only you can get that draw, but that they do walk away with new ideas that
7: help us all. Yeah. It, it, I would like to say there there's only two types of people, people who love Ted and people who
0: haven't experienced it. Yet.
7: Have we so mentioned that's true. Have we I mentioned
5: a date of this madness?
0: Yes, October. The sixth is the day of this madness. <laughs> and tickets are still available at tedxdetroit.com. There we go. All right. Buy
5: now Detroit and buy <laughs> early.
0: <laughs>
4: it's a and, and
2: we do link to it too from internetadvisor.net. Yep. We right. link off. So, you you know, if you are driving, don't pull off the road. Although it's easy to spell <laughs> Ted,
7: X, Detroit.
0: <laughs> and we will have on our show notes full information about this. But, Charlie, people can still uh, get tickets online, right? Yes.
7: Tickets are available at
0: tedxdetroit.com. Com. Okay. Tickets will be available at the door. They're a little more expensive there. And uh, again, this is going to take place on October the sixth. It's going to be at the Fox Theater in downtown Detroit in the Theater District right across. And by the way, you said at Comerica Park, you're going to be doing some of the breakout sessions. So one of the things that we we want to do is foster connections. Mm-hmm. Uh,
7: so you'll hear a talk for you'll hear a series of talks for an hour and a half, and then we take an hour and a half break and we go over to this hands-on lab where it's part tech expo, part part art festival, part business fair. And you'll get to see all these different, uh, there's new companies, there's, uh, we have a ton of VR gear this year. The Ghostbusters will be there this year. Mm, so oh, all dark. kinds of
0: fun things to <laughs> to explore. Absolutely fascinating. Charlie Wolberg, thank you so much for being with us and for giving us a little glimpse of TEDx Detroit coming October the 6th to the Fox Theater. going to take a quick break and Mr. Mike Brennan is going to be in here with M.I. Tech News and he's got also some information, other things coming up, and we'll be talking with some people about Autoblog. They're going to be having a gathering, when else? October the 6th as well. It's time in our program to bring the editor on board. That's Mr. Mike Brennan, who is the editor of M.I. Tech News, a great weekly report on everything that's going on in technology and electronics and entrepreneurship throughout the state of Michigan. Mike, good to have you with us again, as usual.
8: Thanks, Foster. But actually, we're available 24-7. We just send out the newsletters on Friday.
0: That's <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. That's a good point to bring up. If you folks want to keep up with news as breaking, you can also find that M.I. Tech News as well. And some video will be added to that mix coming up soon. We'll have more to say about that a little later on. In the month, I I understand, right?
8: Yes, we're going to make an announcement at the end of October.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll look forward to that. Hey, the headlines I see that are kind of interesting here are about uh, what we would consider a tourist area of our state. That's Traverse City.
8: Yes. Uh, I was at the uh, Ann Arbor New Tech Meetup last week and ran into a guy who said that they have something similar in Traverse City. So of course it piqued my curiosity. I uh, did an interview with him, and it turns out that uh, in Traverse City, of all places, which I would never have guessed, he's drawing more than a hundred people to these monthly meetups where you have five tech entrepreneurs pitching for five minutes, you know, looking for money from these investors. Wow. But he said, it's it's just taken off in Traverse City. I never would have figured that.
0: That's delightful to hear. Yeah, that's really great. And I understand that one of the things that may be kind of dovetailing with this is that uh, another article that you had was about uh, the possibility of fiber optic cable coming in to the Traverse City area to make that possible.
8: Yeah, both Cherryland Electric Cooperative and the, uh, the the Traverse City Power and Light Company up there, uh, they're both doing feasibility studies right now, uh, and uh, they'll try to decide whether there's a market for this. Mm. But uh, judging from all the tech entrepreneurs up there and, and the tech activity, a lot of people want to... Uh, live in God's country as yep. it were, and, and, and do business there. And yep. but the big downside is if they don't have very fast internet connections, most of these businesses can't thrive. So yeah. it, it, we'll we'll keep you updated on Yep,
0: that. that's a that's a big deal. Is getting that high speed internet connection out to those beautiful areas of the state. A lot of people would be more than happy to live out there, as you said, in God's country. Hey, something I saw here also that you're reporting on was a, a setback for the FCC. Um, about and it had to do with set top boxes explain that to us
8: well the set top boxes is what the cable company has used for i don't know 20 years or more uh, where you you plug your cable into it and the displays all that but but then what you also get with that unless you have a really you know basic package is 200 channels or 300 mm-hmm. channels of which you maybe you watch 20 or something right uh, and so so what uh, the chairman wheeler was trying to get was this opened up so that set-top boxes would be available to the Amazons of the world and the Googles of the world mm-hmm. and the smart TV makers. Well, the cable companies they have a very lucrative market. they don't want to give up because they know that the audience doesn't want to buy three hundred channels to watch thirty. They just want to buy the ones they want. That's mm-hmm. the internet way right right well so they're they're fighting it tooth and nail, and so it's been delayed and what happens now is whoever the next president is gets to pick the chairman of uh, of the uh, of the of the Federal Communications Commission, uh-huh. so Wheeler may or may not have a job, and this may or may not go away depending on who wins.
4: Yeah.
0: Big deal. <laughs> one of the fallout of the another one of the fallouts of the elections. Hey, a final one up there is that I know that you are very much into drones and uh, and on a monthly basis, check in on drone law. Um, but there's a story that you have here about drones being used to deliver packages in the U.S.
8: Yeah, this was a very experimental process. United, United Parcel Service, the big brown trucks, um, used a drone to deliver a small amount of medicine to an island near Boston. They were uh, working with one of their companies that's a drone company. And so it wasn't a very heavy package or anything, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a test, and it was successful. And as we all know, Amazon is taking a serious look at as as well as a number of other folks. And when, when when UPS was pressed as to, is this the future? They said, we're not sure yet. We're going to just wait and yeah, see how this right, all works. So,
4: right, right. But it's
0: fascinating to see how drones are being brought into that uh, mix now of delivering critical items, for instance, like that medicine to an island. Can't get a big brown truck across Boston Harbor very well,
8: <laughs> except on... Not very <laughs> well. I don't think they float, do they? You know, I so. don't
0: think so. Not very well. Well, Mike Brennan is the editor of MI Tech News, and Mike, let's tell folks how they can get their copy, their free copy of MI Tech News, delivered to them.
8: Well, multiple ways, of course. You have a link on your website at internetadvisor.net, mm-hmm. and uh, we also, you can come directly to my website at MITechNews.com, dot com, and the sign up page is right there on the home page. Uh, If you look at it through a mobile device, you'll see it that way. It's one of those where you put in your name and email address, and it sends you an email to make sure you indeed signed up for it, and all you have to do is acknowledge that. And then you get the Wednesday newsletter, which is all the podcasts, including this show. Uh, and, and my show on Monday with Matt Roush and a host of others, and then on Friday I do the end of the week roundup, uh, all the all the hot stories mm-hmm. uh, on a variety of subjects, and then inserts of the weekend read.
0: Absolutely, all that free, folks. Simply by going to MITechNews.com, putting your email address in there, and that you are on the inside track with Mister <laughs> Mike Brennan. Thank you so much, Mike. Have yourself a great weekend.
8: Thanks, Foster. You too.
0: You know, one of the uh, things that Mike was following, uh, Gary, was an, another event coming up on October the 6th, and that is one that's called Upshift. It's a conference being put on by the folks at Autoblog. And we have with us a Mike Austin, who is the editor-in-chief of Autoblog. Mike, thanks for joining us here on The Internet Advisor. Thanks for having me. Delighted to have you with us. Tell us a little bit about Autoblog in the first place, and then we'll focus on the, uh, Upshift.
9: All right. Well, so Autoblog is a, it's a website. We cover car news and new car reviews. And we, cover, we try to cover a lot of things, and one of them is you know, we want to be on the forefront of the technology and, and you know what's new with cars and where things are coming. So you know all, all the technology that's coming into their cars, all the new features, and the way that the car is changing. And Upshift uh, you know, p- fits perfectly with that because we see like, that the car is at, at a crossroads where it's going to change more in the mm. next 10 to 20 years than since the invention of it.
0: Absolutely.
2: Well, and you just uh, scored, I I think, uh, a really big win because you have Tim Armstrong, who's the CEO of AOL, coming on, along with our own Dan Gilbert. Um, What does that have to do with upshift?
9: Well, I, I mean, we wanted a big name and uh Tim Armstrong's uh, we're owned by AOL, which is in turn owned by Verizon. Um so we we used you know, we we called in a favor for that. But um and and this, uh Tim is going to be interviewing uh Dan Gilbert and uh you know, a piece of it the reason why we wanted it in Detroit uh besides the fact that we're based in Detroit and it's our home and we have the auto industry here is we we saw Detroit really kind of parallels transformation the whole auto industry is doing where you have, you know, an older city with this rich history that's rapidly changing. It's yep. much like the way the automakers are doing it. And um, so the, the fireside chat with Gilbert and Armstrong is going to, it's our last event of the day. And Gilbert's actually going to take questions in a Q and a afterwards. And we just thought, you know, he's a really good person to talk about, you know, He's he's been instrumental in changing Detroit and getting people to move downtown. Oh yes. Improving the buildings and also and and the new rail line which he's on the board of directors for is part of that. So this Mm -hmm. just sort of ties into like how do you promote technology? And how do you, you know, how does mobility play into that? Yeah, one of well, the things and- I
0: love is that the, 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 the kind of the handle for you folks is that you're focused on the future of mobility. And <laughs> that's a big thing to be looking at. And the event is called Upshift. It's going to be taking place uh, at, on October the 6th in downtown Detroit at the Russus Printing Building. And for people who want to get more information about that, they can go to autoblog.com backslash Upshift. And uh, just think of... The future of automobiles and mobility and upshift fixed perfectly there, keeping that in mind. Mike, we have to run right now, but thank you very much for being with us, and we'll make sure that people are aware of this and that they can get hold of this by going to internetadvisor.net and finding out more information there. You take care and have yep. a great weekend. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you very much for being with us. And folks, we're going to continue on. We have another hour and a half of the internet advisor coming up in this next hour. We're going to start taking your questions. Before we get to that though, we're going to have somebody from the Michigan State Police to tell us about something that may have happened to your phone. Suddenly it went off one morning this last week you got a wireless emergency alert. Maybe something you haven't seen before, talking about problems with flooding. Well, we're going to be talking with somebody from the Michigan State Police about some more of those alerts that are going to be coming to our phones. Why we're getting them, how we're getting them, and to pay attention to that. In addition to that, we've got time to answer your questions coming up in the next hour and a half. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net you'll discover past podcasts our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong and many other resources you'll also find links to mitechnews.com our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter edited by mike brennan if you have a question for our hosts just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter. And at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now, let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. Welcome aboard. It's hour number two. That's right. We have, matter of fact, another 90 minutes of program here. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, co-host of the program and also the producer. And we've got our lines open right now for questions. 800-859-0957. That's 800 859 957 Questions? What kind of questions? Well, the questions you might ask about your computer, about your cell phone, about any kind of device that you've got. You need some help. We've got some people here to help you. Thank you once again for tuning into the program. Foster Brown here, Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and Cal Carson all set to answer your questions and how do you get your questions to us? Very simply by calling us at 800-859-0957. And we're starting to take those calls in a little bit. Before we do that, however, you may have gotten surprised, as I did a little earlier this week, by an alert that showed up on my phone that. Gee, I didn't think I had signed up for. Suddenly, my phone was going off at oh, about seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. And it may have happened to you. Gary, I don't know if it happened to you as well. It
2: did not. I'm not in the flood zone area, apparently. But yeah. that's what it was about, right? That was
0: about. And it was something that I have learned is called a WEA, or a Wireless Emergency Alert. With us right now, we have First Lieutenant Mike Shaw. He's with the Michigan State Police, and he's a public information officer for them. And we brought him on to help us, if we can, to understand these broadcasts. And also, uh, an act that just came out, the state of Michigan voted in Public Threat Alert System Act of 2016. And, uh, Lieutenant, thank you for joining us here on The Internet Advisor.
10: Thanks for having me.
0: All right, let's start with some basic questions. We got this call that came to us. I've had Amber Alerts come through before. First of all, can you give us an idea of what these wireless emergency alerts are? Who gets them and how do they get to us?
10: Well, they're basically done by the federal government. Uh, they're on everybody's cell phone carrier. They're a service provided by cell phone carriers. Uh, you're automatically included. Uh, but if you go onto your cell phone, there are ways that you can opt out of these systems. Uh, naturally, we recommend that you don't because right. uh, they're very helpful. Uh, they're usually done by location. So basically it right. depends on where your cell phone is ping and what tower off. So as you were talking to to your co-host there, Mm -hmm. uh, you may have been in the flood area and that's where your cell phone was pinging on. And he was not, so he didn't get it.
0: Right. So I was in Oakland County, and there were alerts in Oakland County for flooding. And
2: you're in you're in Washington. It was raining, but we didn't have the flooding that you did right. in Oakland. Well, flooding. you
3: know, and see- I was at the General Motors Warren Tech Center, which flooded a couple of years ago, and I'm like, oh no, not again. <laughs> but it survived. <laughs> but what's
5: really weird is I have Verizon phone and AT and T phone, and my AT and T phone was yelling like heck about the flood coming, but my Verizon phone never said a word. That's because your Verizon Verizon was probably roaming over to Canada again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So these are, and and, uh, you know, there was a story that came out a couple of weeks ago about a suspect in a bombing in New York, and an alert had been sent out. Was that under that kind of WEA, that wireless emergency alert?
10: Uh, I'm not exactly sure how New York does their public threat alert system, but probably so. Uh, Most of the uh, state law enforcement and local law enforcement, if they request it to their state governments, uh, that's how these systems get out is through these wireless alerts. Uh, Weather, Mm -hmm. uh, Amber Alerts, as you mentioned, is one of the big ones that we see most often. And then some states have brought on this public alert uh, systems now, uh, Michigan being one of them, just mm-hmm. back on the twenty second. Yeah, no, yeah, right,
2: that's just, such a great idea, right? I, I've b- actually been in a restaurant when the Amber alert went off, mm-hmm. and you know I'm reaching for my phone to see what's going on as everybody else in the yeah. in the restaurant was yeah, doing the same. Exactly,
0: thing. exactly. But, but what's different but this about it's our...
10: really important.
0: Right? Oh, absolutely. What's an emergency? What's different about our Public Threat Alert System Act that just came out?
10: Well, what this system is for is it's for a specific or identical threat that exists that's not a natural disaster. Um, that the threat is immediate or ongoing. It's another tool that we have in our toolbox for law enforcement to notify the public. As we know, uh, everyone from the age three on up usually has some type of wireless device with them (laughs) nowadays. Uh, And this is just another way for us to be able to let you know that there's a danger in that area and what we can do to help you get away from that danger and also what the community can do to help us to catch that bad guy that's causing that danger. Mm -hmm. Is
5: Is there anything like publications or websites that uh, give you information specifically for parents so that they can advise children uh, the best course of action whenever to get one of these threats over the phone?
10: Um, there are all, all kinds of uh, th- uh, different information out there that you can find. Uh, for us MSP-wise, uh, we do want parents to talk to their kids about what happens when these go off. Uh, a lot of times um the youngest of kids will normally be with mom and dad, so they'll sure. they'll kind of get it right away. Um, a lot of times in schools, um, a lot of schools don't let their kids have the cell phone, so they're not mm-hmm. uh, really paying attention too much to them. But uh, parents should talk about what they want them to do, you know, if there's a, a danger or if there's a flood or things like that, how to uh, tornado warning, how to respond or where to go to find shelter or, you know, to contact mm-hmm. mom and dad, things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. We're talking, by the way, with First Lieutenant Mike Shaw, who is with Michigan State Police. And we're talking about the um, the new Public Threat Alert System Act that came out just very recently, last month, uh, in our state of Michigan. Is that unique to Michigan, or, or are we kind of getting on the bandwagon that's already on the road?
10: Um, there's um, some states that have it already, um, not all 50 and not mm-hmm. quite maybe half yet. So we're we're kind of in the new threshold with it. Um, it is something that uh, again that we can use to to notify the public with it, but what we don't want to do is we don't want to overuse it either it kind of Absolutely. Comes like that car car alarm that uh you know yes. I, I'm a little bit I'm a little older, so I remember <laughs> if car alarms first came out, you know everybody oh. looked to see who was stealing the car uh nowadays, if a car alarm goes off, nobody gives it a second glance right we just assume that somebody can't find where they parked their car and they get the panic alarms so, yeah exactly um, this is something that local law enforcement can use. Uh, through a request to the Michigan State Police to use on very uh, specific persons. So when it does go off on your phone, you look at it and go, "Uh uh-oh, that's serious. I got to do something about it. Exactly.
0: Well, thank you very much for being here with us to explain that. Lieutenant Mike, first Lieutenant Mike Shaw with Michigan State Police a Public Office Information Officer there. Thank you for explaining that to us. And uh, again, folks, pay attention when it goes off. And a good thing to talk to your kids about what's going on there as well. Thanks again, Mike, for being with us. Coming up next, answering your questions here on the Internet Advisor. We're answering questions starting right now and going on until 630. So you have a little more than an hour for you to get through with your questions at 800-859-0957. And as Cal pleaded when we started, please don't wait to the end. There's always kind of a roadblock at the end of the show as people are piling up with questions. And call early and call often. Or as Cal says, like in Chicago, vote early, vote often. And you know, always
2: we start with an easy one. We always <laughs> like the easy ones. We know we can answer those. Well, All right. we mostly can answer And those. the best way to make an
5: easy one is ask Gary first. Because yeah. like G comes before well, I guess it doesn't. Does it? No, no, okay, it doesn't. never mind. No.
0: <laughs> so that number is 800-859-0957. But we have a question guys for you. In studio here, uh, General Mike Snow was our guest during the first hour, and uh, he was talking about the North American International Cyber Summit which is coming on October the 17th to Cobo Hall. But with him was his daughter Libby. And Libby, we Hi, thank you very much for being here, Libby.
1: Oh, it's great to be back here at the beautiful WJR. I like oh that. Oh my
0: gosh, she's she's going to take your job, Foster. I tell you, we got a we got an ad already there. Now you go. You're attending high school in Grand Blanc, right? Correct. Okay. What year are you in there?
1: Well, I am in junior year right now.
0: Okay. And, and you like Apple computers? I understand yeah. you like apples.
2: Your iPad, especially. Eh?
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: So, so you had a question for Cal?
1: Okay. Where are the new Apple products?
5: New Apple products. Let me think. Okay, uh, they have a new Apple Watch called the Apple Watch 2, and they're also having a new one come out later on this year that's going to be a Nike type one that is more sports oriented. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out. They have the new iPhone 7, which is water resistant.
2: That means you can't like take it down to fifty feet, but if it drops in the toilet, you can still
5: <laughs> fish it out.
4: <laughs> Fishing it out. <laughs> that Sorry was Gary that. Baker, folks.
5: Was uh, <laughs> his ringing endorsement for how he handles his phone? I'm oh, just kidding. Or plumbing. But yes, he is. He is correct. If you should happen to drop it into a liquid, uh, it will recover out of it fairly easily. So you got that. So you have the new iPhones that are out, along with the new iphones because they took the headphone jack out of the phone and gave you an adapter mm. that you plug in so you can still use your old headphone jacks or whatever new ones you bought like if you bought a fancy set of beats uh, headphones or something like that so Libby it,
2: you can still listen to
5: music I yeah. Know. yeah yeah i so have be,
1: tons of songs so you'll be
5: <laughs> rocking and bopping and continuing on
1: <laughs> yeah but it's going to
5: be without the headphone jack, though, right? On the, that's the yeah, well, they don't have so a big the step. adapter. They don't have Still the, the jack in the phone. They have an adapter where yep. you plug yep. it in. So on So,
3: w- so what's this product called? Uh, the, what is it? I hear. I mean, what is it?
5: Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cute. That was Ed Riddell. <laughs>
3: it, it has to have a name.
5: No, no. The iPhone itself doesn't have a name. Yeah, yeah no but logic. what are the, what are the, um, the
3: wireless iPhones? Oh, you're talking iPhones. about for the new... Oh, those is are the... Is it like
5: the iBuds? Those are the EarPods. Oh. Or so Air, AirPods. AirPods. Yeah, AirPods. Yeah, oh, AirPods. well, that, that yeah. sounds much better than... Me. Which is a nice... And Libby, what wireless. they are is,
0: they're actually, they look like little um, um, earbuds that are in your ear that have a little stem on them. And the stem has a microphone in it, right? Correct. And so you can actually answer the phone with this in your ear while you listen to your yeah, music. It's Bluetooth.
3: Yeah. Uh, you got to have to do some other color other than gray, and my wife's going to pull it.
4: <laughs> right? Because she's always right.
3: pulling gray hairs out of my eyes yeah. ah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Wow
0: <laughs> that also was Edward <laughs> and they're they're white as I understand right now. so both yes but there's some other things that have happened to Cal I wish you'd tell the about
5: with uh, the operating system. Yes, yeah, so if you what type of iPhone do you have currently?
1: uh hold on a minute. okay, check my bag. for
5: you folks that are watching the speaker, she's taking her phone out right now. <laughs> It's and one of the smaller ones, so added, I think you probably... I would say that's an uh, iPhone 4 or an iPhone 5. five I, you I'll don't have to take five. that out, honey. That's yeah. not, honey, that's okay. Libby? That's I'm going to guess and say it's a 5.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's a nice Good one. Job. Yeah. That's so, nice. What you, so what yep. you
5: what you want to do Good is job. you want to oh, make like sure that you've got your operating system up to the date. So make sure you go and do software update and update your operating system so you can take advantage of iOS 10.
4: Right.
1: Okay, that's a great idea. Yes.
0: And yeah.
5: then... And it, does that work on the iPad, too? Yes, Because Libby has an iPad. Depending on what uh, on, on the age of her iPad. That's right,
0: because I can't do it. I have an iPad, too.
5: Yes. Yep. So if it's uh, beyond the iPad, too, also. You, can up, you can update uh, <laughs> as you. well. That too, also. Yeah. <laughs> I also have an iPad, too. <laughs> Two. Yes. So those are the things that are out there right now that you can take advantage of.
1: Well, wow, that's great. I can't wait to try them someday.
2: Yes, yeah, and put can. that watch on
0: the uh, Christmas list, too. So
1: I will. you get the
0: stink eye from Dad, because that's, <laughs> yeah,
4: that's a big present.
0: <laughs> Who knows? It may be under the Christmas tree. Well, Libby, thank you very much for being here. You've asked a very good question, because um, I was going to ask Cal about this as well. Um, I know that one of the things you do is you hold off installing some of the operating systems.
5: Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. I, I am current. To the operating system right now, 10.0.2. And on, on your iPhone. Phone, yes, and having absolutely no issues at all. It's going just great. So uh, I encourage people to go ahead and update, upgrade their systems to
2: it. So I just updated, um, up- upgraded to uh, 10.0.2 today, this morning. I Welcome wait, aboard. I wait. But my son, who's also here in studio, Justin, um, and uh, he he actually upgraded before and is having a problem. Justin, you want to explain the problem? Yeah, basically my problem is I can't send text messages to non-iPhone users from my building at Michigan State, but I can send them from like the library which is away from my
4: building.
5: Ah, yeah, there is a fix for that, and uh, I will look that up. And on our next segment, I'll try to be able to tell you exactly what that is. But yeah, there is a fix. But you are at ten dot zero dot two on your phone. Yes, I am. Now, with, now, I'm just speculating. Does that have something to do with being connected Wi-Fi as well as cellular or? You know, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I know it has something to do with the Wi-Fi interface.
2: Yeah. So on the way in today, I was asking him, I said, what if you turn off Wi-Fi? And you said you did, right?
5: Yeah, I turned off Wi-Fi. I still
2: had
0: the same problem. Okay. So
2: hmm. he he's learning how to... to um,
0: diagnose fig- it to, like to to his dad figure does? Figure out how to,
2: to, so to, Justin, to Which, it, to I, which iPhone things. are you using, Justin? I have the iPhone 6.
0: Okay, I have a 6 Plus myself, so... The problem is that you can't send messages in certain atmospheres, in certain places.
2: Yeah, the only place I found is for my building at Michigan State. I can send it here, but I don't know what, something is wrong with my building, I guess. Hmm. We, we had to pay extra to get that feature turned on <laughs> so that he wasn't on his phone all the time texting everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's a, Do you use any other Apple products as well?
2: Yeah, I have a MacBook, and I also have an iPad.
3: What MacBook did you end up going with for college? Did you get the Pro or the Air? I got the Air.
2: Did you? 13er? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the 13. Nice. It's
2: a lot lighter in my backpack. It is.
0: <laughs> so do you like it? Of course I do. <laughs> now, that, that, okay, that is the MacBook MacBook uh, Air, the newest oh, generation. Oh, MacBook Air. Okay. Yeah. The nice.
3: They're very Nice. Oh, they, they actually yeah. have the same profile as my Dell XPS, and I have a MacBook Air at work. Cal probably has four in his suitcase, <laughs>
4: and, 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 and I know what you does. He put <laughs> He's
0: like
5: a salesman there.
3: He it? does. Here, yeah, he uses them to you know uh, to hold up the car when he changes the tire.
5: You know, the, the, the beautiful thing about this whole thing is that when I first came to this show, and you guys welcome me on, Gary was what Gary was, <laughs> and... and 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 still is, by the way. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He he definitely is. But I can see that as the next generation of Gary comes along, uh, they've learned to improve like evolution should do, and that's a wonderful thing. Hey, only two kids have gotten Max.
0: Yes. You only Uh, have two kids. Oh, yeah. That's right. Have you you upgraded your, uh, Justin, have you upgraded to the Sierra, uh, Sierra, the new uh, operating system? for the uh, MacBook, Air. MacBook Air?
5: No, I have not yet. Okay, you might want to take advantage of it. It is a lot of really groovy stuff that you can do in that particular operating system that you'll you'll really like. So take a look at it. But of course, before you upgrade to it, make sure you back the machine up right. first. It's very important. And then so upgrade doing, yeah. it and see how it works out. But I think you'll find some of the features in that really cool. All
1: right.
5: All right,
0: we're going to take a quick break coming up. Uh, thank you very much, Justin, for tuning in on that. And thank you, Libby, for asking that question. It was a very good question.
1: I'm having so much fun, all right.
0: <laughs> there you go, all right, <laughs> with just a little bit of advice. All right, folks, once again, here's the number. It's 800-859-0957, and today we have got, from this point on, a full hour to answer your questions. So whether it's a question about Windows 10 and how it's working with your computer, or it's a Mac question, we've got folks to help you.
1: is the Internet Advisor. We're taking your calls at 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0957. Now, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell.
0: If you've just tuned in to WJR and are waiting for coverage of a Michigan State University football game coming up, that will be starting at 630 and until then, we have a unique opportunity, that is, uh, perhaps for you, you've had questions about your computer, and you've wondered, whom should I ask about that? Well, we've got some experts in studio who've been answering questions about computers for quite a while, and that is Mr. Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and... Cal Carson. And I'm just kind of along for the ride here. But uh, those three people have been doing a lot to help people with whether it could be Windows-based systems or Mac-based systems. And we were first talking about some of the questions that Cal has been handling about Mac-based systems. But Ed, all week long, you take questions from our listeners as well, who get in touch with us by email. And they can get in touch with us through our homepage at internetadvisor.net. There's a contact form there that people can use to get questions to you. And uh, you've got an example there of one of the questions that came in. Yeah. You know, Brad
3: uh, sent us an email this week, and he says he's a faithful listener. And, of course, they all say that when they need help. Right? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. So what he noticed, though, on his, on his uh, Dell 15R running Windows 10 is at the bottom of the screen, he, saw, he sees uh, black and white stripes near the very bottom, mm. when he first powered it on, and in Windows. And he asked me if that's a driver issue. And I've seen this so many times, um, I don't have to ask him to send me a photo of what it looks like. And if if it happens when you first power it up, and, or when you go into the system BIOS, or, or UEFI, as they call it, UEFI, you know, the mm-hmm. BIOS, the setup, mm-hmm. and in Windows, it usually means your LCD panel is bad, or right. in the process of going right. bad, uh, and unfortunately you're gonna to have to have the LCD placed re- replaced mm-hmm. now and you used to be able to like, press by the hinges and and, uh, right. and or or use your fingers and tap where, where the LCD uh, is going because it doesn't appear to be any physical cracks mm-hmm. um, uh, he gave me the exact model number of his Dell 15r and I was able to find a YouTube video that describes exactly how to pull it apart I love it and and send it to him as well as Amazon he could he could purchase it for a prime mu m- um, Prime member for thirty eight dollars.
0: Oh wow, cheap! A brand new uh, LCD, board. brand new manufacturer provided. Um, I love it. Or third party, you know, mm-hmm. thirty eight dollars, mm-hmm. right? And and I can tell you from I've done a couple of these, and that it's. Uh, that's what I said. I said even it's if, so simple. If I could I could even it, Foster can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but the YouTube videos, it's a great way, folks. Just in general, of finding a uh, uh, how to for a lot of things. I, no, I love
3: fake taking things apart. But every once in a while I, I get stuck and it's like there there's this hidden snap. screw that I haven't found. And that's a lot of times I use that.
5: Now, I I just want to say there's a caveat on the YouTube videos because I found this out as I use them for more than just computer stuff, but for everything in life. (laughs) Uh, You know, raising children. Marital counseling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But what I have found is that when you do look at YouTube videos, I do a couple of things. Number one, whenever possible, I always look at the manufacturer's YouTube video yep, because those are usually the best authoritative sources. If I can't find that, whenever you use Use a YouTube video. Look at a couple of them because some people are, let's say, I don't know, a little sloppier at what they do than others or they don't take the proper safety precautions. So look at a few of them. Compare the techniques to make sure you understand what you're about to get into. You mean for, licking your fingers to see if a 110 outlet isn't a good <laughs> oh, topic? Yeah, no. It's, Please, no. It's no, fine but, for uh-huh. anyone that is living in, you know, north of Oxford. Yeah, That way you get better connection, right? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'll tell you. You get better connection. If you stand in a bucket of water, you'll be grounded. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I no, no, no
2: don't, come on, guys. my dad worked as a, an electrician, and he would take and— Touch his forefinger to uh, and his thumb on yeah. one hand,
3: yeah, I, that's- and
2: just to test if the one ten was was active, right, was uh, was hot or not. What he didn't do is he always put the other hand in his pocket because <laughs> yes. he never wanted to touch it with two hands. Uh, no, no but, you do but not but want to complete him, that go, circuit. Yep, that's hot, and, but, but, and you know, it would knock me down.
5: <laughs> and, and we're, and we're kind of joshing and joking. We always want you to take safety precautions when yes. doing anything dealing with electricity yeah, or things. that sort of thing. Yeah. So make sure you unplug yeah. things and, and be very careful. And the other thing I
3: always pay attention to, and that's an excellent point, you know, how well is the video? video created, um, sometimes people take their time. Like, I don't want to spend um, seven minutes watching a guy remove 15 screws out of them. No. I'm sorry. So yes. was, if they'll take the time to speed it up, yep. then I'm like, this is a person that cares about what they're publishing. Yep. You know, some people do a good job. Some people... Not so not so good.
0: Yeah, and so uh, the, the the good news there, folks, is and for our listener, is that you can very easily and inexpensively get a new LCD panel, and then you go also get the instructions for putting. And it there's in. so much simpler to put in now oh, to exchange. Much, the manufacturers much. do that for most laptops because.
3: When If they have to have it serviced, they, they want the person that's servicing it to be done as quickly as possible as right. well. So they make right. it as simple as possible. And
0: it's a Dell, wasn't it? Yes. And they, they tend to be very good in terms of having uniform. They do. Now, Toshiba, not so much. Yeah. I did a Toshiba last week, and
3: I had to pretty much stand on my head to get some of those screws out. Oh, all right. Okay, our
0: phone number, again, 800. 800- actually helps. <laughs> 800-859-0957. Hello to John. John, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How may we help you?
11: Hi, I just was bragging the other day of how great my Apple Mini iPad works,
4: mm-hmm.
11: yeah. and uh, it acted up on me the other day. It, Oops, uh, it heard you. <laughs> it must have heard me. It, uh, I'm having trouble, it won't go on the internet. You know how it always just picks it up and goes with it? And I went to my wireless, or Wi-Fi mm-hmm. button, and it says it's off, and it but it's grayed out where you can't turn it on, you can't do anything. It's not picking up the signal. And I know the signal's there because I checked my router with my phone and it picks it up right away. Okay. And I went to the Apple help thing and it said to go into settings and click on a reset and reset your network connections and it would reset everything and everything should work. I did that and nothing happens. It still mm-hmm. doesn't. doesn't work.
5: Okay. Okay. After you did the reset of your network connections, did you power the device off?
11: Yeah, I I, I did a, a shutdown on it. Okay. I thought, well, maybe that'd do it, but that didn't help either.
5: Okay, but you were, in fact, able to issue the command to do the reset. Now, once you'd done the reset, when you went back into settings and then went to uh, Wi-Fi, were you able to pick out the uh, Wi-Fi interface that you wanted to get to?
11: No. No, it didn't show it. Is your Wi-Fi oh. switch
5: set to the green indication?
11: No, I ain't got nothing on. Normally, it you know, it pulls it up, and it pulls up my printer Wi-Fi, and
5: if you take your all finger, that, but it didn't be nothing. If you're in front of the, the pad right now, and you're at the Wi-Fi setting, if you take your finger and stroke it where it says Wi-Fi to the right, does it turn green?
11: No, I haven't tried that.
5: Okay, try that. That'll turn the Wi-Fi interface back on because when you did the reset, it turned the interface off. Really? I didn't realize that. See, I was thinking maybe somehow
3: it got stuck in airplane mode which turns off Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and everything else. And yeah. that, that would be in- – I didn't realize that after you performed the reset, that would explain those lengthy phone calls I've been having. Okay. Got, <laughs> thanks, Cal. Yeah, sometimes it will actually
5: turn off the Wi-Fi on that particular thing. You have to turn it back on and select it because you've reset the system, so it's going to want you to pick uh, the, uh, the, wi- the Wi-Fi source over again Okay, it cleared it all out.
0: Right,
3: so, and it turned it off. So, yeah.
5: I mean, that's interesting. Oh, and it's, it sounds like it cleared
0: the cache completely then, too.
5: Well, it will clear the memory of what Wi-Fi is that you That's have. That's what listening. I mean, by yep. cash. actually. Yep. Okay. All right. So how then can we help John? How would he, What would he do now then? He needs to go into general, settings, select Wi-Fi, and then make sure that on the Wi-Fi line, he swipes it to the right so he can see the green indicator, which would turn the Wi-Fi on. After he swipes it to the right, then in the in in the category it says choose a network. All the Wi-Fi hotspots should start displaying.
11: Should start displaying at that start time. it up again. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not seeing anything there now. And, okay. But I didn't try swiping it. I'll try that.
0: To... All right, John. Thank you very okay, much for the call. I hope that works. Please let us know. You can get back in touch with us, by the way, through uh, the comment section, which is at the bottom of the show notes, and they'll be there after we um, after I finished editing the. Uh, the show, which, by the way, the full podcast will be up on Sunday night. Okay, our number again, 800-859-0957. And uh, good evening. Hello, this is Foster Brown, and you're listening to the Internet Advisor. You're on the air.
12: Thank hey, you. Um, I got. Uh, just bought an HP all-in-one here probably two months ago, and uh, it has 10 on it, obviously. Uh, what I know is the videos and stuff seem to be working good on it uh, as far as clarity and all that. But then they went in and uh, they wanted to do Microsoft's, or Michael, yeah, want to do an update, so they did an update. And after that, um, the video quality, no matter where, YouTube or, you know, music videos, the quality of the video is really, you know, uh, is bad. Sometimes it's okay, but... Uh, majority of the time, it's pretty bad. Now, I had an issue with AOL. Oh, and and Jim, Hey, was by the way, talking.
0: Jim, hey, Jim, hang on a second. I'm hearing the break music here in the middle. We're going to come back and answer your question in just a minute, okay? So, okay. Ha- so, hang, so hang on. Yeah, hang on, please. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back on the other side of that to answer your question. And by the way, we're here for another 45 minutes. If you've got a question, 800-859-0957 is the number, and we'll get back to you and to Jim and get some answers for you. Welcome back to the Internet Advisor, a special edition, by the way, of our program. We're on for a little longer than we normally are on um, during this football season. Kind of can never tell exactly when we're going to be on, but we're delighted to be with you this afternoon yeah. and evening.
2: And station management gave us an extra half hour. That's Thank wonderful. Thank you very
0: much to them. And we're going to be I, on until. Person or, or... Yeah.
5: Thank you, Mike, our yes, producer. Our, you know, I mean, it's football season. It's, it's, it's overtime for internet advisors. <laughs> <reason>. <laughs> that's right. It's overtime, <laughs> yes, of course. But we're going to be here until
0: 630, so we've got more calls coming in, and that's great. We'll get to you as soon as we can. The number again, 800-859-0957. Now, Ed, we were talking with Jim from Lapeer, and Jim, let's uh, kind of in a thumbnail, tell us what your problem was again.
12: Uh, yeah, just bought an HP all-in-one. Okay. Um... They've had it for a few months. Uh, they wanted to do an upgrade on it. They did an upgrade on it. And after they did that, I noticed the uh, videos that I would uh, download or look at, uh, mm-hmm. the quality of the video, more than that, was very poor. Mm-hmm. I had an issue with AOL and contacted them and was talking to them about it, and she had mentioned uh, that this was an issue with 10. Um so
3: what the video playback or or slow it, so you were already at Windows you
12: know, the, 10 uh, No, the Windows 10, yes. You no, know, the quality of the video, Is the bad. clarity. And uh, and she had said that uh, that this has been an issue with uh, 10. So and I and I she was from the Philippines, so you know, I'm obviously <laughs> Hopefully
3: you didn't pay her anything. So the, you know, uh, like, No, I know, you
12: know. Yeah, you uh, called no, them. So
3: yeah. The couple things I can think of is, well, I can only think of four things. Um, <laughs> first, I would try to go to your manufacturer's website, the HP website, and then download, re-download their video drivers for that sp- exact model of your HP All-in-One for Windows 10. It's it's possible right. that Microsoft or Microsoft may have um, provided what they thought was an updated driver, video driver.
6: Okay. Right. Okay. So,
3: so that's the first thing. Check the manufacturer's website site for for better for uh, up to date Windows 10 drivers. Video. Yep. Okay. The other thing is um, Microsoft has because uh, because you probably downloaded this update. Um, you might want to go to the Adobe website and download a, a current version of Flash and maybe Java as well because you've updated your system. Now, what web browser are you using when when, you, well, when you're scanning over the internet? To Chrome.
12: I was I was using internet um yep. explorer. You were using And that's it. what she said too. She said the explorer was having problems with that and then she suggested to go to Chrome.
3: Well, it's just a matter of 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 trying one. They both should work equally as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I would think Chrome would work better, but it's nice to try both and see if you're experiencing the same issue. But I would still go to okay. Adobe and Java uh java.com and then um download updated flash and Java. Code, and the third thing I could think of is because you just recently installed um, an update, it's possible that now you're you're metering out that same update to all your neighbors and friends, slowing down your internet connection and. That's what's causing the stuttering is you're trying to watch a video meanwhile your computer is, is is uploading megabytes worth of updates to all your neighbors and friends on Comcast or Wow or Yahoo or oh, whoever yeah. provides your internet Is there a way
5: to turn it off yet? and I don't have my
3: windows well, ten in here so th-
12: i have broad i have a broadband excuse me I have a broadband um that's my connection is broadband right so and I do not have a... um Yes, I do not have a, uh,
5: a shared connection. Only when
12: my kids come home, they hook it up, and it, I'm a loss for words right now. For it, <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: it slows yeah. down when they're on it.
12: No, no, no. I'm just saying, I when they come home, they hook up. Oh my gosh, this to is the so fun! I can't remember. No, the, the, the so they can get on with their computers, their laptops yes. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but uh, I, Wi-Fi. Yeah, Wi-Fi. yeah, the Wi-Fi.
12: Yeah, but
3: well, what I'm Jeez. saying oh. is, but but this is pre- uh, peculiar to your computer after the update. So one of the things Microsoft right. did is they is they took a um a page out of Napster and 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 sharing a file. So after security updates are pushed to your computer. By default, Windows 10 will share those security updates with all your neighbors and friends on the same neighborhood that, you know, so that not everyone oh, gotcha, has to gotcha. download. Oh, okay. yeah. So your computer is right. not only downloading videos, but it's also uploading to all of its neighbors and friends. And I
0: think I recently saw that my wife has a Windows 10 uh, computer, Yes, a uh, laptop, and I recently went in and looked for that, and I believe it's in the security settings for yes. updates. Yes, it so is. So you'll see. find it in there. You can turn it off, which, you know, essentially says, as Ed I'm not going to share my feed with the rest of the neighborhood. You right. know, they can
12: get through Okay, because yeah. I only got like two friends in the
0: neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we don't want Microsoft or just like your like proximity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim, I'm going to move on because we got a bunch of other people have been calling in right now. All right, now. sounds good. But try Thanks that, Take
12: guys. A- uh, and Yes, I will try that, and uh, thank you for taking my call, and uh, You're welcome. enjoy the rest of the evening. All right, yes. thank you so
0: much. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's see, I think we have Robert and Warren. Robert, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you?
12: I have a Dell laptop, an uh, E6500, and it's got a Windows 7 Professional on it. Okay. And it will not update anymore. It just when when I go to update and and it searches for updates, it'll sit there for hour after hour after hour and yeah. and never connect.
0: I thought I saw recently Ed that that's the support for Windows Seven is ending. Did I see that correctly, guys? No,
3: not no, I don't no, think not, so. no. It's not ending. It's ending for call support, free call support. Okay, because Microsoft
0: I- only goes back.
3: One version of windows now that windows 10's out you if you want free call support from microsoft you get it for windows 8 and windows 10 right Mm -hmm. but they're still providing the security updates and what i i think i put this i'm not sure if it's on our website or not um what can cause windows uh 7 to stop updating well you could have a corrupt download you could have um antivirus software can be impacting it of course viruses could be impacting it um Microsoft has a Microsoft Mr. Fix-It, fix-it tool for Windows 7. Um, oh, yeah. so what I, I'm trying to do it now, but if you go into bing.com, you you, you hit, if you're having problems with Microsoft uh, product, I typically use Bing when I want to find Microsoft articles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'll type in Mr. Fix-It or Fix-It uh, Windows Update. And usually that'll take me to Microsoft's, Mr. Fix-It. I I can't remember if it's Mr. Fix-It. And um, they provide a utility that you download that will probably do about 10 things that are the most 10 common reasons why your computer will not update anymore. That's the first thing I would try.
12: I think I tried that already. I've spent quite a few hours already Mm -hmm. on this.
3: And, and, And so you've searched Microsoft for
12: it? I've downloaded.
11: There are two
12: two files that you can download that are supposed to fix this. And I downloaded them and loaded them, and that didn't work. And I don't think I tried the Mr. Fix-It, though. I'm writing that down. The the nice thing
0: about the Mr. Fix-It is that it actually goes in and does the work for you. You don't have to run through a, a recipe which is what I loved about him.
12: <laughs>
3: yeah, and, and I was right. It is called Mr. Fix-It. And the other thing, Cal, you found an article, but I'm not the quickest reader in the world, but I do know that what uh, it's talking about using MS Config to bring up Windows in a marginal or... yeah. You know.
5: Yeah, do a quick search out on uh, answers.microsoft.com for a Windows 7 won't update. And they have a a procedure that you can follow that can uh, fix the situation. At least it did for a couple of people. Okay, so that was answers.microsoft.com.
3: Yep, and then also look for the Mr. Fix-It. It's an automatic utility you download that
0: might take care of this issue. Or you can
3: also... Uh, write us out in our comment
0: section, and uh, we'll follow up with you. Exactly. What you do then, is uh, Bob, is to go to the bottom of the page of our, when I post it our show notes, and there's a comment section. Put your concern in there and send that off to us, and we will get to that as quickly as we can during the week. Thank you so much for calling. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back after the top, we've got some time, much more time, a half an hour left. Mark, George, and Pam, were ready to talk to you. And if you have a question for us, 800-859-0957. We're here till 630. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show, Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show, with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.